hätte ich mir von Jesus nur, folgte ich mir des Heilandspur, kämmte ich mir des Heilandshult, mir sei mir Liebe und Geduld, mir, mir von dem Heiland, mir, mir von dem Heiland, mir möchte ich sehen, das stille Land, mir möchte ich stehen, am Kreuze stand, mir im Heiland möchte ich sehen, und seinen zarten Wind verstehen, ohne ihn bin ich arm und bleib, er nur allein ist mein Begehr. Mehr, mehr von dem Heiland, mehr, mehr von dem Heiland, mehr möchte ich sehen, das stille Land. Mehr möchte ich stehen am Kreuze Mehr von dem Heiland hätte ich gern, um zu erkennen in den Herrn. Mehr von des Heiligen Geistes Kraft, die Jesu Leben mir, mir von dem Heiland, mir, mir von dem Heiland, mir möchte ich sehen, das stille Land, mir möchte ich stehen, am Kreuze mir von dem Heiland, Land bis zuletzt, er mich ins Vaterhaus versetzt. Oh, welches Glück, wenn dort im Licht ich ihn darf schauen von Angesicht. Mehr, mehr von dem Heiland, mehr. Von dem Heiland, mehr möchte ich sehen, das stille Land, mehr möchte ich stehen, Glory, glory, hallelujah, glory. 
You may be seated. Once again, we welcome all of you, and especially all our brothers and sisters who are coming from far. Today I would like to welcome especially our brother and sister Miskis. We are not only brothers and sisters, we are friends joined in the Lord from the very first day on. I think it's about 36 years ago since I at that time preached in Sao Paulo and behold, the fruit, much fruit has come forth. We are just grateful grateful for Brother Helmut Miskis and for his family. Then we have one brother from the Iran among us. I don't know where he is sitting right now. Where is our brother from the Iran? Welcome, just welcome in our midst, beloved brother. God bless you richly and be with you. God segne dich. God bless you. Our brother said how, uh, how they have part in the services, how they are listening and how they are seeing. Just so nice how the Lord God leads it worldwide. I'm just overwhelmed. God takes care that His Word is reaching the ends of the earth. Today, I have a sad news for us. Our brother Helmut, our beloved brother Rus is in hospital. He is not well. He's got uh, Parkinson disease. And we as the church, we shall pray for him. And this we will do. We will not throw away our trust, but we will trust the Lord, and we know He will make it well. For me, this is a similar news as at the going home of Brother Brenham. When I heard that Brother Brenham was taken home, at first the thought came to me, Dear Lord, how shall the bright church be completed without this ministry which you have given? I indeed wept bitterly and on, on the burial day I wept for two hours and time and again I was speaking to the Lord but God knows what he's doing in thoughts to our beloved brother Leonard Rus I'm reminded to what the Lord spoke to me with a tremendous voice, not in the heart, not in the imagination, with these ears, with these ears, I've heard the voice of the Lord, 1964. 
ordain for me Leonard Rus as elder and place him at the side of Paul Schmidt. The exact words, as I heard them with these ears, with a mighty force from the mouth of the Lord. At that time, we were exactly 120 persons. We were gathered in Hubertus Street, in this building. And Brother Rus and Brother Schmidt, they were consecrated to the Lord. We are looking back to all these years. And we may say, they are pillars in the church. Pillars of the church. My question is, are we standing at a new beginning? Is a turnaround coming? What does God want to do? What will God do? The wish is that we pray and we will pray. And I have the request that brothers from the various countries who have responsibility, who are serving with the word, that they are coming now to the front and that we pray together. The brothers from Belgium, from France, from Czech Republic, from Slovakia, from Austria, Switzerland, all the brothers who have responsibility in the body of the Lord, in the church of the living God, come to the front. We will pray together. In connection with this, the thought came to me before I when next Wednesday morning I will travel tomorrow I want to go to visit Brother Rus and I want to anoint him with oil together with Brother Schmidt we will do this and we pray you to pray for us that God accompanies us and that he is with us the thought comes to me that we many times at this place we have anointed with oil and we prayed for the sick and that we are doing this for the elder of the church it's of course written is anyone sick among you let him call for the elders of the church, that they pray for him, that they anoint him with oil, and the Lord will raise him up. Our beloved brother, in all these many years, in all faithfulness, as the elder of the church, he was serving. One could say almost worldwide, he served also the church. And at this place, we together, we anointed with oil and we prayed. The same what the Lord commanded to the elders to do, may it also be done for, him, for them. And may the Lord God 
confirm his word by his grace. Up to now, no one got ashamed who has put his trust in the Lord. With God, all things are possible. So I ask now that we stand up and that all the brothers who are serving with the word, that they feel free to come now onto the platform and that we pray together. In the meantime, we sing, only believe, only believe. Dear Lord, you ever-faithful God, we thank Thee with all our hearts for all the promises, for Your precious and holy word that we now can pray for our beloved brother, for Your minister. Stretch forth thine arm, stretch forth thine arm, O Lord. Do a miracle of healing and manifest thy power and thy glory. Dear Lord, as our brother prayed, his place is not in hospital, his place is here. O God in heaven, we thank Thee for the victory of Calvary. We glorify the power of Your blood and of Thy word and of Thy spirit. And we thank Thee for everything in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Everything has to go around God. Sometimes he again says, what I'm doing now, this you don't understand, but you will understand it later on. I'm just coming back now to Brother Brenham again. For me, incomprehensible.
that he was taken away. On the other hand, it had to be fulfilled that the message would reach the whole world. And this has taken place in the meantime. God, of course, called all the prophets home. All the apostles he called home. But the word revealed unto them has been kept for us until this very day. And God has sent a man to reveal unto us the whole content of the word. Really, all the mysteries which were hidden until now, beginning with that, what happened in the Garden of Eden. One can just say, the whole counsel of our God, the fall and the plan of salvation, the plan of redemption, everything was revealed as never before. There was really no time period in the history of mankind where the word of God by revelation was given to a prophet, not to a scribe, not to a Pharisee. The word always came to the prophets. And the Holy Scripture says even today in Amos 3 verse 7, God does nothing unless he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And perhaps in this connection, you all know, I was together with Brother Brenham a few times. And at that time in December 62, when he told me that in January he would move to Tucson because of a vision which God showed him. I think I have written it somewhere. The Lord God showed him when his street will be widened and when the bulldozers would drive up and down and when his fence will be lying on the lawn, this is the time where he should move from Jeffersonville to Tucson. I, Ewald Frank, in December 1962, I have seen the bulldozers driving up and down the Ewing Lane. That's the name of the street. I, Brother Frank, I've seen the fence lying on the lawn of a few things. I have become an eye and ear witness and I thank God even today for it that he really has led it in such a way that I not someday but already when Brother Brennan was still alive 
that I was acquainted with what God promised and what He did. And by grace, I could recognize that He is the man sent from God. And we are looking back to all these years. But this, I still wanted to have said in this connection. When it was about the revelation of the seven seals, of course, something extraordinary happened. We all were reading about it, or we are all informed about it. It happened, indeed, on the 28th of February, 1963, when Brother Brenham, upon the command of the Lord, because of a vision, went to the mountains, when suddenly seven very tremendous thunders sounded. And when a storm has cut off the tips of the trees and let the rocks roll down the slopes of the mountain, and Brother Brenham speaks time and again of seven thunders and refers to this tremendous event of the 28th of February. And he connects it then with Revelation 10. And all the brothers, without exception, are bypassing that what happened on the 28th of February, where Brother Brenham connects the revelation of the seven seals, and he even said, in these seven thunders is rapturing faith, in these seven thunders, in these seven thunders. And then he goes to Revelation and he says, it was in connection with the opening of the seven seals. I want to sit with all the brothers at one table who teach something different. I really want to sit with them at one table. To sit with them at one table and to speak with them. Yes, this would, would be my wish. But this they of course don't want. Otherwise they could not continue with their doctrines. Brothers and sisters, let us come to that what is on our hearts at this weekend. What God has prepared for us. For us, the leading out from all confusion is a being brought back into the land of promise, back to Jerusalem, back to the doctrine of the apostles. And to this, I would like to read some scriptures, and God willing, we will come briefly back to that, what happened on the day of Pentecost. But the comparison from the Old Testament to the New Testament is just so tremendous that we just cannot bypass it. I just read now from Ezra. 
We spoke already a few times about it. Here it's written in Ezra, in chapter 1, in verse 3. Who is there among you of all his people? This is the condition. Who is there among you of all his people? Why is it written like this? Because in Second Corinthians, in chapter 6, is written, Ye, my people, ye, my people. Because from the very beginning, when Israel was led out from Egypt, let my people go. God has a people on this earth, a church. He had in the Old Testament a church. He has in the New Testament grounded upon the word which God has given and which he revealed. Let, let us read on. In Ezra, chapter 2, and here we read verse 63, Ezra 2, verse 63, and the governor said unto them that they should not eat of the most holy things till there stood up a priest with Urim and with Tumim. This brings us back to Exodus, where it's written in chapter 28, the breastplate of Aaron with the twelve precious stones where light and perfection was given by God in a supernatural way. Exodus 28 from verse 15 to 30. One can read it. This breastplate had to be worn every time when that man whom God ordained for the ministry in his house appears before God and his people. And God let the light flash forth from the precious stones. If that, what was said, if it was correct. Exodus 28, verse 29. And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goeth in unto the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually. All servants of God 
have to do the same. As in the Old Testament, the breastplate with the twelve tribes of Israel, which are represented by these twelve precious stones, had to be worn. So, and listen now, brothers and sisters, listen closely, brothers, worldwide. So, a true servant of God today has to carry the doctrine of the Twelve Apostles in his heart. They must be in here. Here. The covenant which God made with us is of course, was of course not, not written on tablets of stones, but onto the tablets of the hearts. In the Old Testament, tablets of stone. In the New Testament, written upon our hearts. And so, made find fulfillment by grace. Let us come back to Ezra. Ezra, chapter 3, verse 10. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, the king of Israel. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord. And then we read, we can read verse 11 and 12. They were singing the song because he is good for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And listen what then followed. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord. Because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Among the people, there, were a, there was a reaction. And brothers and sisters, for this reaction, the Lord is waiting in our midst. We have to become aware what God did already in us. What He is doing today and what He will still do until we come to perfection. We have heard it in the word of introduction that the Lord will finish the work which he started unto the day of Jesus Christ, unto the day of the glorious return of our Lord. And we are convinced that God is true, that all the promises are yes and amen. And 
As we said yesterday, the word of God merges always into reality. What God said, this happens. No man can stop it or can change it. This must and will happen. In Nehemiah, we have some statements to which we will refer very briefly. Nehemiah, chapter 8. Here it says, from verse 5, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all people. For he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Amen with lifting up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So overwhelmed was the people of God after the leading out of bondage and the return into the land of promise to Jerusalem, the city which God had chosen so that there his temple might be rebuilt and that he could have fellowship with his people by grace. And when this happened, then, then the thankfulness was so great, the people stood up. He didn't have to ask for it. It's not written that he said someday, let us now stand up. It's not written that he said sometime, Perhaps you would also raise your hands. The people were so overwhelmed of that, what was happening, what they personally could experience. You all know, and you know the psalm where it says, the harps hanged upon the willows and those who carried us away captive required of us our songs of Zion and they answered how shall we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land no back to the place which God had chosen and there there They were singing the Lord's song. Brothers and sisters, I'm not judging. But today, many are singing. One calls these songs praise and worship. And they are singing on strange ground and are remaining in all their denominations and are yet singing. To whom do they sing? 
To whom do they sing? Who hears it? What does our Lord say? The true worshippers will worship me in the spirit and in truth. Not on strange ground, not in strange doctrines, but on the holy ground upon which God has placed us in the doctrine of the apostles and prophets, which is the foundation of the New Testament church. Brothers and sisters, we can witness it. And may today the first praise and worship of God ascend to his throne in a worthy manner. What shall we say more here? Here we have the description. We could read many things. I read from chapter 8, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9. And Nehemiah, who is the governor, and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Today, we are not hearing the words of the law. We don't have to weep. We are hearing the words of grace, the words of life. And we can thank God with all our hearts. This is the day which the Lord has made. This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Don't mourn, don't look back, but thank God who has led us out because we are part of his people. Now, Nehemiah 9, this overwhelms me beyond measure what is written here. Nehemiah chapter 9, here we could read verse 12. Moreover, thou ledest them in the day by a cloudy pillar and in the night by a pillar of fire to give them light in the way wherein they should go. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you the truth. The same pillar of fire which accompanied the children of Israel came down. How often Brother Branham testified, now the pillar of fire is in this building. And it is one thing to say something, but it's a totally different thing to witness it when it really happens. And brothers and sisters, 
We are saying it before the Lord God, who will one day judge the living and the dead. Also in the sermons which I listened recently, from the 40s, especially 47, 48, 49, how often Brother Ram says, there, in this meeting, is the same pillar of fire, which was with Moses, which was leading the people of Israel. The same pillar of fire is in this building. How often God gave testimony of himself. He testified of himself, brothers and sisters. We are not telling you stories. We are reporting of that what God is doing in our time in a supernatural way. Did it just happen that the pillar of fire was photographed in January 1950 of these two critics, one a Jew and one a Catholic? Mr. Ayers, a Jew, I mean a Catholic, Mr. Kipperman, a Jew, they were taking pictures, taking pictures, perhaps it doesn't fit here, but this Dr. Best was a bit of a harsh man, and these two photographers, these two press photographers, they had a debate with Brother Bosford, which I knew also personally. They had a debate with him. And then the one, this Dr. Best, he put his fist so under... And, and he said, make now a photo. And it went to and fro and to and fro before 8,000 people. And sometime this Dr. Best gave up because Brother Bosford, he knew how to speak. Not only, to, he, he knew also the Holy Scripture quite well. And he was, he was of course, beating Dr. Best with the Holy Scripture. And then, it was just said, let this man come of whom it is about. And then Brother Branham came upon the platform and he said, I don't need to defend myself. He who sent me, he will speak for me. And that moment, in that moment, the two cameras were in full operation. And you know, you all know the result. Both films didn't come out. They didn't come out at all. Just one single photo remained of all the pictures which were taken on this evening. And this was the photo with the pillar of fire over the head of Brother Branham. You all know the story how it went on. Dr. George J. Lacey, that man who worked for the state to examine questionable documents, whether a double explosion or whether something was fiddled with it, 
He confirmed it on the 29th of January, 19, what was it? What? No, December, 29th of December, 1950, that the photo is genuine, no double exposure, and he makes the statement there, if the light would not have been over the head of Brother Brenham, then the camera could not have taken it. God has, as at the time among the children of Israel, He testified of Himself to be the living one here on this earth to draw our attention to His word. And there we see the connection which a prophet must have. On one hand, he must at first have the connection with God to be able to connect the people with God. First, the man of God has to get the will of God revealed before he can acquaint the people of God with the will of God. And so we see that the Lord God really gave testimony of himself after 2,000 years in a supernatural way. Most people remained unbelieving, but all. And that's how it is written in Acts 13, 47 and 48. All who were ordained for eternal life, they believed. And all who in this time are ordained for eternal life, those whom God has chosen before the foundation of the world to be with Him in glory, they will believe what God said in His word. And they will have part in that, what God is doing right now. And this belongs, of course, and this I'm not saying for my sake, but for the sake of those who think that they are also ordained for eternal life. It's not enough to point to that, what God did at the time of Brother Branham. And then, as written in the latest publications, and then they are waiting for that Branham returns to complete the ministry which he didn't complete. And then Brother Frank wrote a long time ago, if there is no promise in the word of God, then there is also no fulfillment. But, so that they can bypass what God is doing right now, despising it, And sometimes, in a very bad way, therefore, they have to calm down their own conscience. Don't you worry. God has the last word. And we believe, we believe out of conviction what was said to Brother Branham as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message which will forerun the second coming of Christ. We are witnessing it right now 
And I've said it before, God takes prophets, God takes apostles, God has also taken the last prophet, but God remained with us, and God walks on with His people. The leading out, the calling out takes place, the separation is taking place, the preparation is taking place. God teaches us by His Word. We are indeed coming from clarity to clarity and from truth to truth. Now the word from Nehemiah, chapter 9, Nehemiah 9, verse 19, Verse 19 and 20, Nehemiah 9, 19 and 20, Yet thou, in thy manifold mercies, forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day, to lead them in the way, to lead them in the way. What did I want to say before? The supernatural cloud was not photographed so that we hang it somewhere and looking at it, God has let us know that He came down, that He illuminated unto us the way, that it was Him who walks before us, and that it is Him who is also behind us. And then, to the Lord behooves all the glory, and the greatest prophet and man of God is just a tool, a vessel, which God could fill and use. Here it's again written in a wonderful way to lead them in the way. The pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way where they should go. That's what it's all about. Wherein they should go. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them and withheldest not thy manna from their mouth and gavest them water for their thirst. Not only leading by the pillar of fire, but the way was shown and then to give thou gavest to instruct them to gavest them thy spirit brothers and sisters here we have what happened at that time and we can now witness it now the Holy Ghost leads into all truth the greatest truths can be preached of the greatest man of God. It is not enough unless the Holy Spirit is upon us and in us and can lead us into all truth. We have a number of New Testament scriptures 
which we should also mention in reference to that, what happened on the day of Pentecost. We are living in the time in which everything is being restored. And I personally, I am convinced and I believe that the end has to be like the beginning. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is Alpha and He is Omega. And in Revelation we read, Thus saith the first and the last. And He is speaking today to us. He could use the Apostles in a special way to report of that and to confirm what God promised and what was fulfilled. In our time, and this we confess with a joyful opening of our mouths, in our time, God sent His servant with a direct commission, ascending, which is in connection with the plan of salvation of our God. And if I would be you, I would not dare to bypass it. I would not bypass to what God promised in His Word. What He's doing by His grace. I would not bypass it. I would not dare to do it. In the days of Moses, I would have hearkened to that, what God spoke through him. In the days of Elijah, I would have belonged to the seven thousands who have not bent their knees before Baal. In the days of John the Baptist, if I would have stayed there, I would have gone to the river Jordan. In the days of our Lord, I would have walked with Him from city to city, from place to place, to have part in that, namely in that, what God has done according to His word. What is happening now? Whom shall we follow? Sometimes we are accused of that we are following a man. I don't know whether you found out with me that I follow a man or that I stand here in the front and just say, the prophet said, the prophet said, or whether I tell you that God has sent the prophet to reveal unto us the complete word and that we have to go from city to city to preach the whole world, the whole council. The same way, it is true that we all would not have any message if God would not have given it by a commissioned mouth by His grace. And so, we thank God for all the leadings. I still wanted to read you from Genesis 12 how God gave the first promise at the first encounter with Abraham, he said, In thee all the kindreds of the earth shall be blessed. 
And then I wanted to take you to Galatians 3, verse 8 and 9, to Galatians 3, verse 14, where it says that in Christ all nations were blessed as God promised it to Abraham. That's how it is written here in Galatians. I read you these two verses. Galatians chapter 3 verse 8 and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the nations through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed. And listen, verse 9, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Is this not tremendous? In the New Testament, it was referred to the Old Testament, to the promise, to the promise, which merged into reality. And then in verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, today we can say this scripture was also fulfilled among us by His grace. We are having part in the blessings as Abraham and his seed had part in the blessings. Here it says, might come future. We can say, has come. It, is already, it has already happened. God has already included us into everything. I read again verse 14 completely that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And we say, with all sincerity, the blessing has come on us. We received Jesus Christ and all the blessings which God gave us in him are ours, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And so we see that all believers in the early church received the promise. Everywhere people became believers and the believers were baptized 
And the, those who were baptized, they received the Holy Spirit. And if they received the Holy Spirit before that, as written in Acts 10, then Peter said, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit as we at the beginning? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are not only saying it, we believe that we have to return to this biblical pattern by grace. And that this is the time The time in which everything is fulfilled. Also, Isaiah 58, verse 12, that the old waste places are rebuilt. Let me read this promise from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 12. Isaiah 58, verse 12. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. <laughs> Remove every stumbling block out of my people. Before we can put the biblical doctrines upon the lampstand, all the unbiblical doctrines have to be removed. And I believe, I believe I can say here, that the fear of God has come into our hearts. And that we received the reverence before his word. And that it will be kept to us until the end. And that we have no ear for any interpretation. And that we despise it. Every interpretation is deception of the enemy. Every word of God is the pure truth. Revealing unto us the will of God. And leads us into the will of God. What good are all the interpretations within the message? Everywhere splits, everywhere new directions. And time and again brothers are coming up with new revelations. This word is a complete and forever valid word. Nothing may be added. Nothing may be taken away. And right at the end, in Revelation 21, John sees the bride. He sees the new Jerusalem. And brothers and sisters, this we may say time and again. 
only who belongs to the bright church, who really belongs to the people of God, who was purchased by the blood of the Lamb, who received forgiveness of sins, who experienced the reconciliation with God, who was born again unto a living hope, and who has received the personal connection to God, and who believes His word and letting it speak to him to him it is revealed by the spirit and with this we have the confirmation as written seven times in Revelation 2 and 3 he was an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the churches and all who are hearing that what the spirit says through the word they get it revealed by the spirit and with this they have the certainty to belong to the bright church to the people of God by his grace now these two verses Revelation 21 verse 2 Revelation 21 verse 2 and I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepared hallelujah prepared as a bride adorned for her husband what do we emphasize time and again only he who is part of the bright church will take heed to that what the bridegroom says you can see it in the natural all the other ladies they can walk on their own ways but in that moment where a young man speaks to a young lady or a sister and says listen I want to walk together with you through life when do you think we can get engaged? Yes. And the Lord says, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness forever and in justice. But then a relationship develops between bride and bridegroom and their secrets are exchanged with one another. So it is with the heavenly bridegroom. He has a bride whom he has chosen. And he said, listen with you. I want to be together throughout all eternity. I have chosen you as my bride. You are mine. I've purchased you. I've drawn you unto myself. You are mine. The heavenly Jerusalem prepared as a bride for her, for her bridegroom. Then verse 9, we read Revelation 21 verse 9 And there came unto me one of the seven angels who had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, 
the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. You can all read on. As the twelve precious stones were in the breastplate of Aaron, and as he was wearing it upon his heart, so we have here the description of the twelve precious stones in Revelation chapter 21. Here the building material of Jerusalem is described. All the details are given here to us. And then it says, the first stone is jasper, the second sapphire, in verse 19. Brothers and sisters, the harmony, the divine harmony of the old to the new and from the new to the Old Testament. There the twelve patriarchs, here the twelve apostles, harmony, and therefore, our Lord said, in that day, you will together with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob sit at my table. All the elect from all of the time of the Old Testament and of the New Testament will be with the Lord at the completion. First, the bride, and after the marriage supper, the wife of the Lamb. Oh, wonderful word. Ever faithful God, you who have spoken to us, you who have revealed yourself to us, holy is thy name, and thy name be hallowed of thy people, and today we want to give honor to the Lord. The time is up. I couldn't ask who still wants to be baptized. One sister wants to be baptized. Perhaps she stands up now. Where is the sister? Here is our precious sister. Is somebody else here who wants to be baptized? Shall we wait another four weeks? Shall we baptize today? Today? All right. Let us get baptized today. Brother Schmidt is here. And the baptism can take place. Perhaps somebody else will still make uh, the decision for it. Brothers and sisters, take all the words of God with you. Move them in your hearts. God speaks with us. He reveals himself to us. And I dare to say that all, without exception, all are taught by God. That all, without exception, by the same Spirit, receive the same revelation. And that by this we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To the full measure, to the full restoration of all that, what God has promised to us. And with this, we go forward in the name of the Lord. And we know, as it was read to us in the word of introduction, He who started, He will also finish unto the day of His return. 
And as written in Romans 9, it will be a short and mighty work in which the Lord completes His church as He completed the creation work on the seventh day. And then He rested. So He will now, at the end of the seventh church age, He will complete His work. And we will be with Him all the time. To us, we can just do one thing, to praise the name of the Lord and to bless His name. Let us stand up. Perhaps the two sisters are singing us the song, Are you ready at that hour? When the Lord takes His own home. We are examining ourselves in this time. And all who wish to dedicate their lives to the Lord, dedicate it today. Perhaps we pray afterward. Come, sing us the song. Are you ready at that hour when the Lord calls His own home? Bist du bereit zu der Stunde, wenn Gott die Seinen heimholt? Hast du vernommen die Kunde, wie er die Seinen belohnt, wenn er erscheint in den Wolken, in Majestät und in Pracht, ich kann's nicht sagen in Worten, mein Herz es jubelt und wacht. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland, wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewand. Kannst du begreifen die Liebe, die Jesus Christus dir beut? Bist du mit ihm dann im Frieden, wenn Jesus Hat die Städte bereitet für die noch wartende Schar, die immer treu für ihn streiten. Es kommt der verheißene Tag, herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland. Wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewand. Nichts ist vom Leid mehr geblieben, Spott und Horn sind dann vorbei. Jesus will allzeit dich lieben, dies meine Losung soll sein, 
möchtest du mit in die Heimat, willst Jesus du einmal sehen. Er nur bringt dich in die schöne Stadt, du brauchst nur zu Jesus zu gehen. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland, wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewand, herrlich auf goldenen Straßen. The white linen is the righteousness of the saints. We are bowing our heads and I would like to ask whoever has a special request, be it personal, be it for others, whether it is in regards of life, whether it is about any trouble, the presence of God is here. The Lord, according to His promise, He is in our midst. And where He is present, there the sick are healed. There the bound are set free. There all get saved, who receive it by faith. And this made happen today at this place. Firstly, I would like to ask, where is it about troubles in the soul? Where is it about salvation? Then please raise your hand. Do we have some? Thank you. Whether for you or for others, God bless. God bless. Where is it about salvation? Where is it about healing? Also here, we have some. Who of you knows someone who cannot get loose from certain bondages? I know a young man who cannot get loose from bondage. And I want that you today intercede with me for this young man, praying with me. God knows whom I have on my heart. A young man who cannot help himself and who says it also. He says, I cannot help myself. I cannot get loose. I cannot, I cannot. But the Lord can. The Lord can. The Lord can. And today, we will pray and believe. Then, I have also the request, who accompanies me and us, who we are carrying the word of the Lord into all the world. And I would like to thank you with all my heart. And I tell you also one thing here. I am overwhelmed how God through you 
takes care of, that the word can be carried into all the world. God bless you from the riches of His grace. May He reward you that you support His work, not only by prayers, but also by the work of your hands. And we are all contributing that the word of the Lord in every way can reach the ends of the earth. Brothers and sisters, believe me, it will be confirmed in eternity. You are having part in that what God is doing right now in some millions of people. And may God bless you for that. Now we'll pray and we will lay everything before the Lord and He will make it well. Heavenly Father, we have preached the word. Precious Lord, all the promises are yes and amen. We pray that the lost get saved, that the bound are set free, that the sick are healed, that your people are blessed, that all the mourning and weeping has an end and that we put our trust in you and you made it well blessed and praised be the Lord our God Hallelujah 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 Just say it. Hallelujah. 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 Praise sei Gott. Praise sei Gott. Rühmet seinen heiligen Namen. Glorify his holy name. Glorify the power of his blood and of his word and of his spirit. We are proclaiming the victory of the Almighty God in Jesus' holy name. Holy name. Hallelujah. 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 We ask now the brother from the Iran that he comes now to the front, the brother from the Iran, if he is still here, please come now to the front. Did he hear it? He is coming. We are really grateful to God. When I was in the city of Yerevan, I met some brothers from the Iran and our brother Tien Chenton is looking after them. Ich bin sehr froh und dankbar hier zu sein mit euch. And I have to greet you from Iranian believers uh, who uh, are in a very difficult situation. Ich grüße euch von den iranischen Brüdern die in sehr schwierigen Lagen sind. Uh, only uh, one month ago the, uh, the security police 
arrested the, uh, all leaders of uh, Iranian church. Vor einem Monat hat die Sicherheitspolizei die leitenden Brüder unter Arrest genommen. But it, uh, but it wouldn't uh, stop us. Aber We, es hat uns nicht gestoppt. Because nothing can stop Jesus Christ. Nichts kann Jesus Christus aufhalten. Let us pray for our brother. Brother Schmidt, come and pray for our brother. God of heaven, you know the situation in all the countries, in all the nations, in all the languages. Lord of heaven, for you there are no borders, no walls. You are the one who speaks. You are the one who speaks and testifies. Oh God, auch dear Lord, unser Bruder gesagt hat, as our brother said, werden, it cannot be stopped. And you are, of course, Herr not at all. David, Lord of heaven, we come as David. Sagen, du mit Rüstung, you are coming aber with wir the armor, but Gottes, I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mein Gott, segne die Geschwister dort. Segne alle zur Ehre deines Namens. Amen. Amen. God bless you, son, and be with you. God bless you, Sean. You come to see me before you leave. Thanks be to God. Just be seated for a few moments. We give greetings to all our brothers and sisters in all the countries, in all the places. And we ask you, once again, remember us. Wednesday morning, we are flying as a very nice team the brothers from Brussels, from Paris, we are flying to the Caribbean islands to bring the word of the Lord there. God has laid it in such a way, also the access to the TV he has given. Also for this, we are grateful. Sometimes we can reach whole countries. That's how it was in the DRC. You all know, dear President Kabila, he gave me, Brother Frank, he gave me his 500 Mercedes and his driver from my arrival until my departure. And his bodyguard stood, was with me day and night. He was before the door of my hotel room where I was staying so that nothing happens to me. God takes care for everything. And in the stadium, in Kinshasa, there were 21 policemen who were looking after law and order, who took care of that 22,000 people could hear the word of the Lord in peace. God is faithful. Every country has its own characteristic. 
Every country has its own fruit, but there are countries who are blessed in a special way. And Brother Brenham's heart was beating for Africa in a very special way. And so we see that also the harvest right there is glorious beyond measure. This time it goes to the Caribbean islands and in July it goes to Africa. Remember us in your prayers. And we know the Lord will bring everything come to pass. He will make it well. Take greetings with you to the Czech Republic, to Slovakia, to Italy, to Austria, to Switzerland, France, Luxembourg, Belgium, Holland. Take greetings to Finland. Our precious brothers and sisters, of course, have come from Finland. Take greetings with you to all who could not come. And please, don't neglect to love one another as God loved us in Christ. Love never ceases. Prophecies will cease. Knowledge will cease. Everything will cease. But love, we take with. We take it with us. And Brother Brenham, at his lifetime, he was told, when he was in paradise, and when he was raptured, he was told, here only perfect love enters. Let love be without respect of persons. Just let it be. Let it just be as God has given it to us. So shall it be. I'm thankful to God. Please, I beg your pardon for this remark now. But until today, I never wished any brother something in words or deeds which would not be good. Also not to those who really rail against me in a most cruel way and who are writing all kinds of things and even putting it into the internet, I can just say, God bless you. They, they don't know what they are doing. They don't know what they are doing. But the Holy Scripture says, to us, do not love in the way of Cain. One can speak of love and one can put the knife into the back. Do not love in the ways of Cain who was of the wicked one and who killed his brother. Until now, I never, I, I didn't kill any brother. I never, in all the 40,000 sermons worldwide which I preached, I never mentioned any brother by name. Or I never hurt any brother. Until now, I can bless everyone with mercy and with loving kindness. As the scripture says it, and as we quote it now, that's how it is fulfilled until this very day. True love does not kill, does not kill, because thus it is written, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And this you know, that no murderer has eternal life in him. 
There are enough scriptures on which one can examine oneself, on which not others are examined, on which we can examine us. Shake hands today. Shake hearts. You know what I mean. Really, the innermost connection which remains forever, the connection in the love of God with our Lord and our Redeemer and the connection among one another, the fellowship of the Spirit with Him and also the same fellowship of the Spirit among one another. May the Lord God have also used this weekend and may He continue to use this week, the weekends that fruit comes forth for eternity and that the church of the living God and especially also all ministering brethren all over the earth are being blessed to Him, the Almighty God. We say thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Brother Graf, we give you greetings. God bless you all in Switzerland. Brother Gilbert, we give you greetings. All the ministering brethren, we are giving you special greetings. The Lord God bless you and be with us all. We stand up for closing prayer and then the baptism takes place. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee once again with all our hearts for Your Holy Word. You are speaking with us, not in parables, but as a friend speaks to his friend. We thank Thee for that what You have done with us and in us at this weekend and through us and through Your church in the ministry of the brethren what you will do in them all over the world to you the almighty God we commit everything and we pray once again together we pray for our beloved brother Russ be with him Lord manifest thy power and glory we thank Thee, Lord Almighty God, in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, sei gepriesen, Herr, segne uns jetzt. Amen.